Our bodies store memories. They store what's happened to us. So the ways we were touched, the experiences our bodies have had, are stored here, not here. So there are imprints, patterns, memories, and there's ways that we behave. And this happens like in a million ways that we're not aware of. And so what we want to do is have that feeling so it's not clenched and held anymore. So how do we do this? It's actually not that hard. We need the patience and usually some kind of witnessing and encouragement. But once we get it, we get it. This is Aliveness, the show that explores how to create the changes you need to make to experience the sense of aliveness you're longing for and how the power of plant medicine can accelerate that process for you. I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. How does somatic healing really work? How does body healing of trauma actually work, especially connected to psilocybin and sacred medicine? The words get used a lot. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how it actually happens that we gain healing through medicine work, through somatic work in the body. And here's the thing. It's no different from any type of somatic healing. Anything you've learned about healing of any kind applies to medicine work. Medicine work is an accelerant, an amplification of a process already underway. And this is why there is no privilege to psychedelic work. It's not better. And without the proper supports, intentions, and grounds, it can be very, very destabilizing. There are people who have never worked with psychedelic medicine at all who have a more grounded, embodied, mystical experience than many people who've worked with psychedelics for a long time because it is a lot of energy to ground into ourselves. And that's what we're talking about here. So anything you know about somatic healing can be applied. Like, for example, the breath, relaxing the body, feeling safe, working with your nervous system. This is all work that the medicine pushes forward in microdosing and in full-dose journeys. Now, in full-dose journeys, breath is really important, tracking body sensation, but you're not pushing yourself to do somatic healing while you're on a journey. The somatic healing is for after, that I'm going to describe is for after. If it works for you during a journey, great. But I suggest you just go with the journey, staying with your body, tracking, staying with the breath, have the experience, and the healing comes later. So how does it work? So Bessel van der Kolk wrote an amazing book, How the Body Keeps the Score, and I highly recommend it for understanding this. Our bodies store memories. They store what's happened to us. So the ways we were touched, the experiences our bodies have had, are stored here, not here. I'll give an example. When I was very young, I think about two, I went to Sick Children's Hospital and they had to get blood. I don't know what was wrong and it wasn't serious, but they had to get blood and they couldn't find a vein. 
And one of my earliest memories is having doctors on all parts of my body. This is my perception. Doctors on all parts of my body trying to get blood out of me and sticking needles all over me. And I was terrified outside the zone, and my mother wasn't allowed to be there. Crying, and crying. Since then, I am terrified of needles. Now, I've come a long way. Fertility treatments help with that because you have to have a lot of needles. But it's not that in my head I go around going, I hate needles. Needles are terrible things. I know it's fine. And I actually know it doesn't even hurt that much. But there is a body memory that my body freezes up. And my body's like, you're not going to be able to find the vein. And of course, they always have trouble finding the vein. This is body memory. And it happens in a million different ways. And so what we're trying to do is allow the body to have the experience of pain and fear fully rather than lock it in so that the power of the memory can be released. That when all those doctors were pricking needles in me and I was terrified, I wasn't, I didn't have the capacity to handle it and my body clenched. And so then when someone now comes to take blood from me, I guess they do here. They're coming to take blood. And if I'm not careful, if I hadn't done more work, I would be clenching and they would never be able to find it. But that would be on perception that I was doing that because my body's trying to handle the situation. So there are imprints, patterns, memories, ways we are. Maybe we fell doing something, so we do something a little bit differently. My father was really afraid of stairs because he had fallen on the stairs when he was little, so I'm always a little nervous on stairs. It's like things get passed down, and there's ways that we behave, and this happens like in a million ways that we're not aware of. And so what we want the wolves to do is have that feeling so it's not clenched and held anymore. So how do we do this? It's actually not that hard. We need the patience and usually some kind of witnessing and encouragement. But once we get it, we get it. And in another episode, I talk about my journey from trauma to presence. And, and I think that will also be really helpful. One of the things is that we have patterns, neural networks, and the medicine gives us a chance to change those patterns. So it will release feelings, memories, and if we can just let them go, those of us who've done full-dose journey work, if you just go with it, a lot is being released and we don't have to do much work. It's just like, okay, release that, release that, keep it going, Uh uh-huh. Purge it, purge it, it can go, it can go, and it just kind of goes because that rigidity and pattern is no longer held because of the influence of the medicine. Now, after a journey or when you're microdosing, what you can do is you can just relax and let yourself feel something. So I feel something in my chest. I wonder what color is it? You know, what what shape? Oh, it's moving over here a little higher now. How would I describe it? It's kind of like the shape of a bullet, but it's not hard like that. It's moving. So you're tracking and allowing yourself 
to feel what's in your body and just allow it and watch it. Nothing to do. Just let it move. And it usually helps to track it with somebody. So you're breathing, relaxing, noticing a sensation, and then tracking it. What does it look like? What texture is it? Or is it big or small? What does it feel like? Is it pulsing? Is it sharp? What is the feeling? If what you've been hearing on this episode is resonating with you, you may be wondering if transformational microdosing has the potential to change your life too. Transformational microdosing layers intentionality, ritual, and deep inner work on top of a microdosing practice to create the potential for permanent shifts in your way of being with yourself and others. I invite you to receive my free transformational microdosing guide, which includes all the ins and outs of microdosing, as well as how to set intentions, create ritual, and structure your inner work throughout your journey. I've also included stories from two transformational microdosers. The intention of this guide is to empower you to develop a deep and generative relationship with the medicine. You can find the link to receive the guide in the show notes or go to expandwithmicrodosing.com. Now, this sounds very easy, and it is. It does take capacity. When we have a lot of trauma, it's difficult to be still. It's difficult to have the physical strength to feel the emotions. This is something that is built over time. And I notice myself month after month, year after year, building the capacity to have experience, which lets me release what my body has stored. And so I care less and less, and I'm in less and less rumination and shame spiral because it's just coming out. Whereas when we're tight and we believe that we're bad, if something shows itself, it doesn't necessarily get released, gets repeated because we are believing it to be true, taking it to be true. This is the opposite. Breathe, feel it, allow it. Watch it, allow it, move it. It moves. And one thing that, that's really, really helpful here is when you start to build trust in this process. Like at first it can be like, oh no, I don't want to feel this. And one of the reasons I didn't do a lot of yin yoga, restorative yoga, meditation for many years was because I am tortured by my thoughts and my restlessness, that this was extremely difficult. And I came to understand this was because of trauma, but it was still very, very, very hard. And as I have gained ground, which has been through release, and that's why for me, the number of ayahuasca ceremonies I've done, the amount of release was required in order to come into a kind of stillness, and I had to partner with the medicine. I had to then change my habits and come into more regular stillness and be able to feel and do some of the work on my own. I don't use the medicine. I haven't used it in years. Ayahuasca, anyway, I haven't worked with it, but I'm continuing to work with it in letting myself be and feel. And now I trust. Whereas 
10 years ago, I just thought it was torture. But there is a potential with really good therapists who can hold your feelings as they move through. And again, it's very, very powerful work in that regard with people who have hand, helped me rebirth myself. And also the medicine has been very helpful in allowing a whole bunch of stuff to move through such that I was able to land more in myself. So this is how somatic healing works. It's allowing ourselves to have experiences which requires us to relax and breathe and may require the accompaniment of another person for a while to really feel safe and to have help in tracking it and to allow that sensation to move and to open and go, oh, yeah, okay, it's okay. So now I can actually watch them take blood. I don't like it, but I can watch. And I can breathe and I can relax my other hand because all of that fear, maybe not all of it, but a huge amount of the fear has been allowed to flow through. I have tolerated it in my grown-up system. And that's somatic healing relaxing, breathing, tracking, allowing, trusting that this is all coming up for release and staying with the practice, staying with the practice, staying with the practice. If what I'm saying resonates with you, I'd love to talk about how I can support you further. Go to alisoncrossway.com slash offerings and click on apply to work with me and we can talk about what's possible together. If this episode of Aliveness resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on your podcast app. Reviews make it possible for me to connect with more people just like you who are looking for inspiration and guidance on their journey to create a full, juicy life filled with aliveness. Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today.